The world turns now to the first Wednesday of the month, revealing itself to be November 4th, 2020. This is the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter for today, a look at local government and other happenings in the city and surrounding counties. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, and drop me a line today and let me know how you're doing. Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out comes from an anonymous supporter who wants to say, we keep each other safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, and keep your distance. In this unprecedented election, results will be counted in Virginia until Friday, but enough returns are in to reasonably draw certain conclusions. For one, Democrat Joe Biden has defeated incumbent Donald Trump in Virginia, with 53.5% of the vote to Trump's 44.5%. That's with 2,580 of 2,585 precincts reporting, though a dashboard on the Virginia Department of Elections website shows the percentage of absentee ballots cast in each district. In the 5th district, 88% of the received absentee ballots cast had been counted by 844 this morning. Republican Bob Good defeated Democrat Cameron Webb, 53.4%, to 46.3%. In a statement, Good said his victory was won for the conservative values that founded and sustained this nation for biblical principles, the sanctity of life, religious liberty, free market capitalism, and the importance of faith and family. In a concession statement, Webb said the campaign was a battle of ideas about how to best serve the district. He congratulated Good and said he looked forward to continuing to engage with him as we move forward from this election in a unified way. In the 7th District, incumbent Abigail Spanberger was about 800 votes behind Republican Nick Freitas as of 7.51 a.m. this morning. As in-person votes were counted, Freitas took an early initial lead, but Spanberger drew within a couple hundred votes as absentee ballots came in. The 7th District is listed as having 89% of absentee ballots counted, though a disclaimer on the VDE site reads, please note these statistics may not take into account all surrendered absentee ballots. Mail-in ballots have until noon Friday to be received by local registrars in order to be counted. Chris Piper is the commissioner of the Virginia Department of Elections. Virginia is going to count every single vote. The ballots can be received postmarked by Election Day, can be received in the office of the general registrar through noon on Friday, November 6th, to be counted. Localities have until Tuesday, November 10th to certify their results. The State Board of Elections will meet on November 16th to officially certify the state's results. The Virginia Department of Health is reporting another 1,157 cases of COVID-19 this morning, bringing the seven-day average for new daily cases to 1,297. The seven-day average for positive tests remains at 5.7% for the second straight day. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are another 14 cases reported today, with four from Albemarle, seven from Charlottesville, two from Fluvanna, and one from Green. The seven-day average for new daily cases is 16, and the seven-day positivity percentage for PCR tests is at 2%. The UVA COVID-19 tracker shows 32 active cases as of yesterday, with 14 of those students. Tourism has the potential to become more local as the country continues to contend with the global pandemic, but industry businesses will need support to make it through a tough winter. Courtney Kakation is the executive director of the Charlottesville Albemarle Convention and Visitors Bureau. The next two years, we are anticipating that people will continue to travel more domestically. That's great news for us as a destination, just because we're so centrally located and near large cities. Um, 
we're a small city and a rural destination simultaneously. So we have a really great mix of things that people want to do right now. Kakation told the Public Policy Committee of the Charlottesville Regional Chamber of Commerce that many spent the summer satisfying their desires to move around. American travelers are feeling a little bit more settled in uh, than they were, especially last spring, um, and prioritizing relaxation and trying to decrease stress. And, and travel is one of the ways of doing that. However, Kakation pointed to survey research that showed more confidence in travel during the summer months, but rising COVID cases nationwide, as well as cooler weather, has reversed that trend. We're anticipating that we have hit the peak for October um, for how many visitors we're going to get until the spring. And that is, October is usually a peak for Charlottesville and Albemarle, Um but the, the lows are anticipated to be much lower this winter. We just don't know exactly how low they will go. In September, Albemarle County opened up a grant program called Safe Spaces in Places to help businesses pay for ways to continue operating through tents and heaters and other kinds of supplies like that. Charlottesville businesses that receive grants can also use funding for that purpose. Today in meetings, the Charlottesville Housing Advisory Committee meets at noon. The agenda states that there will be a discussion of housing strategy to date. There are no other materials provided for the meeting, but I have a couple of things they might consider discussing. Last month, Council approved agreements for how $8.5 million in capital funds for affordable housing will be used by both the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority and the Piedmont Housing Alliance. Yesterday, the consultant overseeing development of an affordable housing plan and the completion of the city's comprehensive plan released drafts of their work. They are asking the public to take a look and make comments through December 2nd. Take a look at the website. The Albemarle Board of Supervisors meets at 1 p.m. One topic on the agenda is a discussion of how new civic spaces could be built in the county's urban area. That topic will come up when supervisors get an update on the Rio Road form-based code. Rachel Falkenstein is a planning manager with the county, and she said the plan is to help guide Albemarle transition to a more urban place. Our current network of streets in Rio 29 is pretty limited to two main roads, and that's Route 29 and Rio Road, and then Burkmar Drive uh, is their portion of it. But other than that, there really aren't many public streets in Rio 29, so we tried to to figure out how we could write a code to get new streets built, um, but do so in a way that's flexible because we heard that was pretty important to people. Falkenstein's comments came at the October 22nd meeting of the Places 29 Rio Community Advisory Committee. Other items on the agenda include the regional legislative agenda and a public hearing on amendments to this year's budget. And that's it for this installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. We'll be back a little later on today with possibly another update. I think that there's enough going on that another newsletter certainly won't hurt. I'm Sean Tubbs, and I'll be back in the future, maybe tomorrow, maybe later today, with another installment. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there and take care of each other.